What's up, everyone? Welcome into episode number 167, where it is my honor and privilege to introduce two special guests joining this episode. And those are LBN swimmers, Declan Tharp and AJ Zako. How are the both of you doing? Good. How are you doing? Doing good. Thank you guys for joining. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. So, like I said in the intro for both of you, um, you're both swimmers. So, every athlete kind of have a different path to the sport that they play. So, can you both talk about how you end up joining swimming? Um, For me, this is AJ, by the way. So, you know whose voice is whose. Um, I started swimming when I was three years old. My grandma had gotten me and my brother, uh, just swim lessons, kind of just to be taught how to swim and get comfortable with the water at a young age. And then I started competing when I was around seven years old. So I'd have been competing ever since. Yeah, no, this is a duck one here. Um, yeah, I started kind of later in my life, I would say. Uh, I didn't really get competitively into swimming until I was like 10, 11. But um, ultimately, parents wanted me to be like safe in the water. We lived right by Lake Michigan. So had like early stages of like swimming and swim lessons when I was like seven, eight. And I got into it because a lot of my friends in my school were doing it. So I wanted to follow them and do all that. So. Okay, so both of you kind of joined about the same time, a few years apart. So what was your kind of, you guys' kind of first thoughts on the sport of swimming? Like, I know you guys have probably been swimming for a while, but not competitively until you're a little older. So did you guys, like, always enjoy, like, competitive swimming? And if you didn't, when did you kind of really start to – enjoy the sport like i know some some swimmers they're like well the sport kind of sucks to be completely honest so <laughs> yeah. it, it, it might be like you might not love it but like you you continue to do it like does that make yeah. sense yeah so um yeah i really always fell in love with swimming because like i said i joined it because of my friends um back in grade school made a lot of my really close friends through grade school into high school kept those relationships going ultimately I feel like that's what kind of kept me in the sport for as long as I did and also I'm just a big routine based guy and it was just in my DNA and in my routine at a really young age to after school go to swim practice swim two and a half hours that's when me and my friends could socialize however However, and whenever we wanted, uh, that was kind of our little escape. Um, and then, yeah, uh, I have always really loved swimming and respected it. Obviously, there's those times where any swimmer will say that they hate the water and they um, don't want to go to practice or anything like that. But ultimately, when you take it away for probably a couple of weeks or a couple of months, you kind of miss those memories and miss those uh, times with your teammates. Yeah, and I mean, for me, um, at young age, I, I wasn't really, you know, I wasn't into it, but I wasn't out of it. You know, it was kind of just like another one of the many sports I was playing as a young kid. Um, and then middle school, I really was thinking about kind of starting to drift away from the sport. And then I had some success in middle school throughout um, 
just middle school swimming, club swimming, and summer club swimming. And that's kind of where I made the decision that, you know, this is the sport I want to stick with. This is this is what I want to do. Okay, and so – oh, go ahead. I was just going to say to Declan's point about, you know, teammates and the people that I've met along the way as well, those are definitely part of the reason that I've I've chosen to stick around as well, you know. Having those teammates that you can rely on to support you every day is definitely super important and in, in keeping, you know, any athlete in, in tune to the sport that they're doing. Yeah, and talking to swimmers in the in the past, I've kind of learned that the sport of swimming is like there's a really tight group. Like you're really tight with your teammates, but you also get to know kind of the other competitors you're going against because of those hard practices because of how much time you spend in the water but with that being said the sport of swimming isn't extremely popular like when it seems like someone joins it they end up really loving it but not a lot of people consider joining swimming because you have other sports in the winter like basketball or just other sports in general. Like sometimes people play baseball through the winter as well. So for two people that have swam for as long as you have, why do you think people don't really consider swimming as a sport? And some people might not, I know some people might not think it's hard or might not have the respect for swimming, like probably people that have actually swam yeah, um, I think the sport kind of really just isn't as popular as it is because, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, there's really no money in swimming unless you're you're really, you know, top tier, like one of the best competing in all these championship meets around the world and, you know, the Olympics and stuff. I mean, otherwise, there's, you know, not really a whole lot you can do, you know, as an athlete to continue on and, and um profit off of that but um I think it's also just it's just a tough sport and you know not a lot of people are willing to put in the the long early hours that I think a lot of swimmers know yeah um going off to the money point on like the professionals and all that uh it is a, a one of those sports too growing up it is a very expensive sport um I think uh to gain popularity within the U.S., I think, like, clubs in the USA swimming um, should try and make the sport more affordable for meat entries, suits, all that. It's a goddamn expensive um, sport in that aspect, so I think that kind of draws parents away from that. Uh, I remember growing up going to, like, state swim meets, uh, staying over uh, downtown Indianapolis for three days with a new tech suit and all that. They would easily, like, drop, like, a grand or two in a weekend, so... Uh, I feel like that kind of limits the pool of contestants and with um, uh, club entries and all that. Also, uh, on the point of um, it not being as hard as other sports, uh, I know AJ can probably attest to this too because he played a lot of sports. I I played almost every sport growing up, baseball. Uh, was played played basketball for three years in middle school, and I can guarantee you that like my swim practices were uh, honestly the roughest uh, practices I had to endure in my youth and growing up. So um, th- I think that steers a lot of kids away from doing it too, because on another level of going off of that is 
to be successful in swimming, you kind of have to put in the work and if you put in the work, it'll show. And I feel like it's putting in the work in swimming is more difficult than other sports. Cause I feel like other sports you have the um, variation of your other teammates that, that can propel you on a field, like in hockey, making a good assist for a cap and goal. There's no, there's nothing like that in swimming. It's all on you at the end of the day. So um, yeah, that's what I have to say about uh, those questions. Yeah, and I think that your statement leads into, well, to another question that I was going to ask. And I think you both kind of talked a little bit about it, especially with the difficulty of the sport. So what would you say to those people or individuals that might say, oh, it's not one of the hardest sports or it's not extremely difficult sport and in your opinion for people that have done the sports um do you think it kind of takes a certain type of person to do the sport or is it one of those things that anyone can join if they're willing to give x amount of effort yeah i think it definitely takes a special person to swim and uh swim throughout a long uh career uh, definitely one that has a lot of motivation and one that has a lot of, um, I would say, uh, willpower and uh, determination to um, succeed in their goals. They have to be very goal-orientated, too. And uh, uh, the other athletes or other people in the other sports, I think that swimming is in a sport. Um, I guarantee you that most swimmers can do um what they do in their own sport but if you put them in the water and ask them to swim a 500 they would do exponentially like worse than a swimmer would in their sport like for instance a basketball player could probably make nine out of ten free throws ten out of ten free throws if i shot those same free throws i'd make a seven out of ten or eight out of ten put them in a hundred yard like sprint I'm smoking them by the equivalent of me shooting a two out of 10 from the line or one out of a 10 in, in the line. So I think there's just levels to athleticism and um, swimming. You definitely have to have a wide motion of athleticism all throughout your body. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with what Declan has to say and kind of building off his point, um, you know, those those attributes to you know being a hard worker and someone who's willing to put in the time you know that those people aren't always the fastest you know swimmers in the pool but you know by their their own willpower and drive to succeed they're you know in the water putting in more effort than some people that may be faster than them and you know at the end of the day those people are really important and inspire some of those great swimmers that are you know swimming fast at the elite level to you know be the best version of themselves yeah that that makes complete sense and i think you guys really went up to see why and how difficult it is which then makes the question of was the goal always to swim in college and if it wasn't when did you guys really know that you wanted to swim in college because for something to be so difficult it might be difficult to say hey I want to continue that for another x amount of years when you know in college it's probably going to be even tougher than it was in swimming and also why did you end up choosing Elvian over the other schools that you were looking at as well um for me 
Um, I was, you know, initially a kid. I didn't really know what I wanted to do when I got into college. I didn't know what I wanted to study or if I wanted to swim. And then around my, it was after my junior year high school state meet, I had gotten an NCSA national cut and got to fly down to Orlando and compete at uh, that nationals event, which was, you know, such a great opportunity to, you know, I didn't compete in any finals or anything, but just getting to be there and, you know, watch some of the swimmers that were really at that high level compete was, was super special. And, you know, I thought after that, after that NCSA cut that, you know, D1 was the only option. And that's kind of where my college search began. And eventually when, you know, my times, you know, started to become more realistic during my senior year of, of what I was going to go. Um, I kind of started looking at different schools more around Michigan, um, smaller type schools that, you know, I could play a bigger, a bigger part in their team, you know, like be on the scoring roster as a freshman and be able to contribute as opposed to being a, a small fry on some big division one team. And, I mean, at the end of the day, when I visited Albion and I had my official visit and met the whole team and everything, like that was just really where I felt as though I wanted to end up and, and, you know, continue my college swimming career. The, the team was really a team and a family and that was just something I wanted to be a part of. Okay. Yeah, for uh, me, I always pretty much knew I wanted to swim in college. Um, I had a wide range of D1, D2, and D3 offers, um, but ultimately decided to go to a smaller school, D3, almost to what AJ said. Like, I didn't want to be just a little minnow in a pond. I wanted to be a, a big fish in a big pond. So I wanted to come in and contribute, and um, Albion allowed me to do that through my swimming. Also thought it was just a great match from team team dynamics to academics to also the institution and the school, how uh, professors really tailor to you in a smaller school compared to a bigger un university that you're just a number. So um, pretty much almost the same as what AJ said. Okay, and that, and that makes complete sense. And because of that, let's kind of get into your guys' Albion career so what events do you both swim at at Albion yeah um around my career I've done a multitude of different events but my last year I was mainly considered a breaststroker and butterflyer but in the beginning when we were winning titles my freshman year uh they needed me in the 100 free so I swam 100 free that year but mainly swimming uh, the IMs, the breaststrokes, and the butterflies for me, and then I'll sprint free on the sprint free relays. So. Okay. And uh, for me, um, I have, when I first came in as a freshman, I was uh, just, a, just a freestyler. Um, I was doing mid-distance and then also kind of a hundred because um, I hadn't really swam a mile before and didn't have much experience doing longer distance events like that. My, my hundred time was decent. Um, and now, um, since I've kind of evolved as a, a swimmer in college, my, um, 
you know, my cardio, my butterflies gotten a lot better. So um, now my events are the 200 free, the 500 free, and then the 200 fly. Okay. So, it's, so it seems like as your guys time at Albion has gone, the events you've kind of done has changed throughout your time. Like when you first started, it was one type of things, but now that you've been at Albion for a little while or as long as you have been, you've kind of grown as a swimmer to be able to swim maybe further distances or different types of events. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. Okay. So we got a couple questions left. Um, one of them is going to be based on your accomplishments because everyone that's done a college sport or are currently doing a college sport they are there for a reason. They're there because of all their accomplishments, all that kind of stuff. So for you guys, what are some of your greatest accomplishments and memories that you've had in the sport and maybe specifically at Albion, in the pool, outside of it? Um, for me, I would definitely say I think I had a really stellar sophomore MIAA meet um I was really proud of that I had worked super hard that year and it was it was coming off of you know a COVID year of swimming and you know just having that that difference of that season I think I I really performed to the best of my ability that year um but I think now um with kind of where our team's at um I've, I've been honored to be selected for, to be our team captain the past two years, last year as a junior, and then this year as a senior. And, um, you know, I'm, we're just working towards kind of, you know, leaving a legacy and a culture on the team of, you know, a championship mindset and ultimately getting back to that. Yeah. For uh, me, probably, greatest highlight of my Albion college career is winning MIAAs as a team our freshman year. Uh, from, from there, our team has seen some rough patches, but uh, we hired um, Coach Rob uh, this year to try and help that and repatch that. And there's like no doubt in my mind that uh, this program will be where it was three years uh, ago. And um, yeah, um, was extremely honored to be a captain with AJ this season as long, or, uh, along with Justin Huttenlocker too, our diver. And uh, our main goal this year with uh, Coach Rob, a fresh new coach, was to instill that championship mindset from my freshman year and from the seniors' freshman year into the uh, already existing classes that we have and the recruits that we have to try and pass it down and um, rehash that um, – championship mindset to our team so um definitely in the future i expect great things from albion from the program and uh i'm really excited to see where where they are in another five to ten years yeah and that's and that's great being able to reinstall that championship mindset but one thing i do want to talk about is that you both were captains what did it really mean to the both of you to be awarded the captains of the team because for a lot of teams or all the teams, the captain is 
I don't want to say necessarily the face of the team because you have the whole team, but the captains is kind of like the whole representative of that team, of your college, of your sport. So what did it mean to both of you to be a captain of the swimming team at Albion? Yeah, it was definitely an honor and a privilege. Uh, Those are the people that um, ultimately the teammates and your teammates vote vote you in. So it's ultimately an honor that they think of you so highly and think of you as the almost the staple mark of leading by example day in and day out in the pool, out in the pool, in the classroom, around campus. So, um, yeah, just pretty much a, a like honor and a privilege and um, every day um, trying to show leadership and show the team in a great direction of where we want to be as a program. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Definitely agree with uh, Declan's answer. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely an honor and a privilege. And I've, I've had the opportunity to be a captain and a leader for a lot of different teams and, you know, what we're, what we're doing with, um, the team and how we're, you know, trying to kind of change the culture back to what it was in a championship winning mindset. You know, I think that's like a really important legacy, uh, to leave behind with the team. And I'm honored to be a part of, you know, the group that's, you know, chosen to do that. And I think it, it really is, um, you know, a testament to each captain's leadership um, as we have um, votes from both men's and women's teams members that ultimately decide who the captains are for both teams as, you know, we are kind of a joint team and have the same head coach. So, you know, it's, it's, it's nice to know that, you know, a lot of your teammates are kind of standing behind you when they elect you to be captain of the team. Yeah. And I think that's an awesome thing and position to be in. And one of the things that come along with being in that position is that when things are going good, it's great. But when things are not going good, when maybe your team is facing some struggles or especially the COVID season, you might be in front and center in that conversation. So because of that, what would you say some of like the greatest struggles, maybe either your team faced or you guys faced throughout the sport and how did those struggles help you guys appreciate the sport maybe a little bit more helped make those achievements that much better? Yeah, you know, this may this may be kind of a silly one, but um, I recall this past year, um, we were on our, we're trying to, we're finally starting to do training trips again as a team um, now that COVID's over. Um, so this is our first year going on a training trip again, and we were down in Florida. Uh, we sent three, three of our school vans that had uh, teammates in it, and we had drivers that were registered with the school that were on the team that were able to help drive those vans, um, you know, down to Florida and then back up to Michigan. And I remember on our, our drive back from, from Florida, um, the van I was in, um, we had stopped at a Panda Express to get lunch. And when we were trying to leave the Panda Express, 
Um, our coach was like, yeah, there's something wrong with the van. Like the steering wheel won't turn. He's like, I need you guys to help me, you know, push the van to back it out of the parking spot. So we did that. And then, you know, we were going two miles per hour around the parking lot and then finally made it to the end of the parking lot and the engine starts smoking. So we all have to get out of the van and push it back up into a parking spot. And we had to call the other two vans that were already, you know, back on the freeway ahead of us <laughs> to come back and pick us up because, you know, there was no other way we were going to get back home to Michigan. And we were still in Indiana at this point. So, and, you know, just dealing with that whole situation and it being a, a shit show and having your teammates there to kind of, you know, just joke around with and make the most out of a, a bad situation is truthfully one of the, you know, one of the better things that I remember from this past year. And that's going to be something that you'll probably remember forever, even though at the time you were probably like, this, this sucks. And maybe even for the other um, vans that had to come back, they're like, do we really have to drive? I don't know. Yeah, I was, I was the other van and we were like hauling ass basically back. We were definitely in the lead and I had to turn around. I was pissed. I'm not going to lie. And then we all had to to cram in the vans afterwards. It was like, dude, I was so mad. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know, what's a great, it, it, while at the time it sucked, it's, it's, seems like it's something where you guys can just kind of like laugh at it a little bit in the back and saying yeah you know what that sucked at the time but looking back at it it was kind of something that's like funny yeah, yeah. yeah so got a couple um more questions um one of the reasons why i love sports and having these conversations is kind of learning what a sport means to a person, what a team means to a person as well, because every sport, every team means something different to each individual. Someone might love a sport, maybe a little bit more than the other. Don't know exactly where you guys are at, but that's why I want to ask this question. What does a sport of swim and dive mean to each of you? And what does a team mean to each of you? And how were they able to help you achieve that next level you want to get and even be able to play the sport? Yeah, uh, for me, it circles back to family and uh, friends. Um, Like I said in the beginning of this interview, I've met a lot of my really close friends in life through the sport, and I've always kept it dear to my heart. Um, And your teammates are your family, uh, whether that be from your club teammates or high school teammates or college teammates, I still am in contact with almost all crosses of teammates that I've been across of. And um, really, if you're having a bad day, if you're something's not going right in your life, you could always go to practice and talk to your teammates about it and they'll always hear you out. They're always there for support. Maybe if you didn't have the greatest race, they're there to crack a joke or there to cheer you up something's um going bad at, at like home life or in school they're the ones who always cheer you up to you on that end so honestly like i said it's just comes back to building connections and friendships that will last a lifetime and um will definitely cherish in the moment of um uh, the sport and um 
you're doing day in and day out and and your team so awesome yeah absolutely definitely 100% agree with what Declan had to say um you know team team is everything and family is everything um I have I have two specific friends Nick Johns and Andrew Jonah who I I grew up swimming with them when I first started swimming competitively excuse me competitively at seven years old and you know swam with them on just about every team except high school um until Albion and you know we all swam at Albion together and you know these these relationships in swimming they they really do run deep and you meet lifelong friends like I have lifelong friends that I've met on every single one of my teams um and I'm very grateful um to have had the opportunity to swim with them and you know have them in my life yeah that's awesome that you both have lifelong friends it's a sport where you get so close it kind of feels like you guys talked about it feels like a family and that's where I kind of want to transition into kind of the next um, part of the episode the podcast and that is advice because I think that the both of you have been able to do this sport for so long that you got and being a captain as well you both have a unique position a unique ability to give advice for anyone that maybe wants to be in your position like there's some high school swimmers that their goal might be to be a college swimmer so for those individuals that are swimming currently that want to be a college swimmer what kind of advice would you be to those individuals and then also there's individuals that are maybe considering the sport of swimming but they might be questioning doing it because of how difficult it is or other factors so what advice would you give to those individuals as well that may be considering or maybe might not be considering it but you're like hey why don't you give it a try so two separate groups but i think two groups that could use helpful advice if they are looking for um i think for me um you know it's something it's kind of a statement that's pretty popular among sports but it's just trust the process you know like there are going to be days where you're questioning what you're doing and how it's going to help you um improve as a swimmer or even as a person but um by kind of just buying in and you know, just fully embracing what you're doing and giving it your all, um, you can really make the most of um, your part on a team. And I think sometimes, you know, we all have those times where it's hard uh, to do something for ourselves. So I always like to think about, you know, if I can't do it for myself, I'm going to do it for my teammates. Yeah. Yeah, I agree on what AJ said there. Um Probably for the people who are thinking about swimming in college, uh, I would the one piece of advice I would um, ask them is like, if you want to do it, like, are you going to be all in on it, or are you just going to half-ass it? Because if you're half-assing it, you're honestly doing a disservice to your team and your teammates because they feed off that energy. And uh, I know that's a big thing we wanted to uh, fix at um, Albion this year was just the energy on the deck and the 
wanting to be there because it just takes a couple of people that don't want to be there to kind of ruin the whole practice or the whole system in that case. And then for the uh, people who are um, uh, thinking about joining the sport, uh, the only advice I have for them is uh, to, um, I don't know, um, just probably, yeah, I don't even know, to be honest, uh, uh, probably to uh, just have fun if you don't like it. Um, probably just quit <laughs> but um yeah that's uh okay so and i think in past interviews especially this one being a college athlete you have to love the sport like you like you guys said there's times where you might not want to go to practice but overall at least from this interview from talking with other college athletes it seems like if you really want to do it in college you have to absolutely love the sport, which some people might say, I don't want to say you have to be a little insane to be a college athlete, but you might have to be a little um, insane to be a college athlete because of how much effort and how much time and how grueling college athletics is. Because I think a lot of people see college athletics and they're like, you know how cool that would be like that looks so much fun well it is probably it is fun from talking with people but they don't see the amount of time and effort that you guys have to put in every single day that is not game day that is not the day of the meet yeah yeah. don't get us wrong there's definitely those days where everyone doesn't want to be there they're in a pissy mood but ultimately probably in the middle of practice or towards the end of practice by the time like that thought is just crossed crossed your mind and is out of your mind because you've probably been having a great time at practice talking to your friends joking to the coaches all that so ultimately it is kind of an escape for most of us but sometimes that escape gets more overwhelming and too repetitive that you might need a break or you might need to just talk it out with your coach. Exactly. So I want to end this podcast on kind of like a fun thing. It's called the fast round. Um, basically, I'll give you kind of two options. You would choose which one you prefer. And yeah, we'll just kind of end on a little fun thing. And um, whenever you guys are ready, we can get started. Let's do it. Freestyle or fly? Freestyle. Yeah, 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 I'm going free. Missing your race or DQing in a relay? Ooh, I've never missed a race before, but I've also never. I'm, I'm, de- uh, I'm missing a race because then I can just chill and not have to race. <laughs> ah, that's hard. That's a hard one because it's like, I don't know. For me, it's like which one would be letting the team down more. I would say relay because you yeah, I feel like yeah, I feel like that'd be the double points, and you when someone has a great like spot on the relay, and you just neglected that. So yeah, yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the relay. Okay, missing the wall or your goggles falling off? Missing the wall, hundred percent. Yeah, missing the wall. I'm gonna have my goggles falling off and looking like a bum. <laughs> what do you mean? You don't want your goggles falling off and fly uh, on stroke? Uh, 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 no. <laughs> 4am or the mile? Oof. Honestly, the mile. I've, no way, dude. The mile, I've swung the mile once and it was a long course. 
and that's like that wasn't even that bad like dude i swim i swim the 4 a.m long course one time and i feel like the 4 a.m is low-key like the worst event to swim in long course to be honest yeah but for me though it's like at least it's long but at least i'm changing my stroke up you know but you don't get, like, the walls to, like, rest or to push the undies. Fair. So your own lane or anti-fog goggles that actually work? Um, anti-fog goggles. I, I, I hate swimming by myself. Like, I need to have some someone in my lane at all times so I could, like, talk. Yeah, okay. I, would say, I would say anti-fog as well. An extra day of rest or perfect turns during a race? Extra day of rest. <laughs> yeah, extra day of rest, no question. <laughs> Taper or your favorite food after a meet? Probably taper, to be honest. Yeah, taper. Yeah. Yeah, taper for sure. Caleb Dressel or Michael Phelps? Phelps. Uh, Ryan Lochte. (laughs) 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 No, no, probably Michael Phelps. No, out of those two. Okay, awesome. And last question, swimming or any other sport? (laughs) Oh, man, you're putting me on the spot. (laughs) Um, i don't want to like dish swimming but like i am a big basketball guy so in that case probably basketball you're not the only one that went with basketball actually so you're not the only swimmer that's with basketball i think one of the um, kelvin swimmers did um i think julian i think julian cammy did all right but i don't feel that bad then uh basketball i'm swimming okay Awesome. Yeah, basketball is basketball is a good choice. I, would I you, feel the same way. Would you feel basketball over swimming? Yeah, I would say so. I feel like me and my friends, who are mostly swimmers, we've all kind of always had the conversation. Like, if you were as you know talented in another sport as you were at swimming, like, <laughs> what sport would you wish it would be? And my answer to that is always basketball. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would say that too. Awesome. So thank you, AJ. Thank you, Declan. I really appreciate you guys joining. I hope that you both had fun. It was great learning a little bit more about your guys' story, learning a little bit about why you joined swimming, what your time at Albion has been like. And I wish you guys the best of luck. I know, um, I think you're done swimming, Declan, though. And I think AJ, you said you're headed into your senior year, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Well, again, like I said, thank you guys for joining. I really appreciate it. Like I tell everyone, the window to come back is always open to any athlete, any person that joins the podcast. If you guys ever want to come back on, you absolutely can. But thank you guys again for joining. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. And that is a wrap to episode 167. Thank you again to AJ and Declan for joining and tune in to the next episode.